Welcome to Drinking Bros Sports, brought to you by KillCliffCBD.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Whether you're the type who loves to bet on sports or maybe you're only playing for the first time, either way, you need a website that gives you access to all your favorite sports and makes it simple, which is why I recommend MyBookie. That's MyBookie.ag. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code DRINKINBROS to secure your deposit bonus up to $1,000. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. What is up? Welcome back to the Drinking Bros Baseball Show. I am your host, Rob Fox. Once again, joining you on uh, on a Wednesday instead of a Thursday because that's just kind of the way the schedule shook out, but mm. we do it every week. Uh, and I'm joined, as always, by Dan Holloway. Correct. How you doing? <clears throat> I exist. And that's really all you can hope for in life is to continue to exist. Kind of one or the other, right? Uh, well, yeah, suppose that's there could be a superposition, but I'm not familiar with it. You know, like... Scrodinger's cat, a cesium atom, there's a wave function. The wave function can be positive or negative, and you don't know what it's going to be until you collapse the wave function and do the math, and then you find out, but you can't do that unless you observe it first. Observing in, in quantum physics collapses the wave function. So basically what I'm saying is I'm really high right now. Oh, okay. Well, I, was, I just assumed that was some fancy science talk for being in the arms of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, no, not at all. No. All right, well. I take it as that anyway. No. <laughs> Anything other than that. Um, <clears throat> a lot of stuff going on this week. It was a good baseball week. Yeah. To the point where, like, I don't really have anything to look forward to. I mostly just am looking back at this point. I'm well, like, I mean, I'm, there's plenty to look forward to. Don't be so pessimistic. And that's coming from a guy who just said all that fucked up shit. So. <laughs> no, this was a really good baseball week for a lot of good reasons. I mean, that what we thought was going to be an incredible budding rivalry between San Diego and, and the Dodgers uh, has come to fruition. And not only is it a crazy rivalry, but they're also having a lot of the players themselves are having a lot of fun with it, yeah. which makes it even better. It's a good combination of like, okay, they're all having fun, but also like this could turn sour at any moment. Like there is tension. It's not like a, an NBA game where they're all like fucking friends. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> like they all want to, Win, and that NBA does too, obviously. But like, this could turn bad. Like they've already cleared the benches, but yeah. now they're kind of chill again because they're all professionals or whatever. The yeah, fuck. but it's it's a powder keg for sure. Yeah, because I mean, for a number of reasons. One, um, they both have young elements. I mean, Mookie Betts said it best. Now the Dodgers are older for sure. Their 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 anchor on the team is probably Justin Turner. Was he thirty five? Yeah, he's real old. Um, well, I mean, in baseball terms, yeah. But they also have... So one of the things Mookie Betts said last year when Bellinger was uh, celebrating stealing a home run, right? Yeah. He's like, look, you guys are going to flip bats and celebrate when you hit home runs, and we're going to do it when we steal them. Right? That's fine. Yeah, why not? But, why the fuck not? So, so if you have the same type of personalities on both sides like that, then it's ultimately going to come down to whether or not the games are meaningful. And because they're so good... Both of these teams are so good that, and they're both going to be playoff teams. All their games are going to be meaningful, yeah. right? So, it's you're, you're they're going to butt heads quite a bit, and it's going to be fun to watch. All it's going to be fun to see what happens the next time Kershaw faces Tatis Jr. If that happens, I mean, if it happens in the playoffs, maybe I don't know if they're going to 
They still have another 13 games together. I yeah, think. they don't play again until like May or June or something mm. like that. Oh, it's almost May already, but like late May, June. Mm. They have uh, a little <laughs> bit of time off after, which I would be honestly like okay with as a Dodgers or Padres fan. Like I couldn't ha- handle this being like every fucking weekend. No, you don't want it to be either. And you, d- you know, those games, they'll, they'll have one or two more series between May and July. And then, you know, as, as Major League Baseball does, you play a lot of divisional games so you can, so yeah, you can decide. They, they do that so you can decide your own fate, right? right? If you're down four games, look, you got eight games against this team. You win all of them, right? Or you, you win enough. Right. Everybody wants to be in a position where they can fucking decide their own fate, and it makes sense. Um, I love this rivalry so much. I like all the people involved. I don't dislike any of the players on either one of these teams. You know what I mean? It's not like... Except Machado. Uh, I, well, that's true. I do hate Manny Machado. <laughs> that's true. Manny uh, Machado, I was thinking about this when I was watching the games. I was like, he just has like an asshole's face like he even looked like just looking at him standing around you're like dude i thought that guy's a fucking dick he's been a dirty player his entire career like no shit he gets he gets like uh he'll get brushed back and then try to start a fight with a pitcher like dude people pitch inside right sorry like if you don't like it stay in there let him hit you right and go to first base and get a base or continue hanging out over the plate and wait for that fucking the slider he's clearly trying to set you up for and, and fucking rock that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like the uh, anti, not the anti, but he's like the like bad other side of the coin of Michael Jordan where he takes everything personally, but in the lamest way possible. Yeah, it's pathetic. And the, like he was mad uh, after getting hit in a game one time and he just like stomped on the fucking first baseman's ankle as he was crossing first right. base. Like that's a real piece of shit move. Right. Like you're, it, it's the difference between, uh, it's a difference between trying to be aggressive and physical and actually hurt somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Yasiel Puig is, uh, is, has been accused of that before, but I don't think so. I just think he's got wild energy. The person that I would compare uh, Machado to is Carlos Gomez. I think Carlos Gomez is a cunt, too. Like, he's, he's literally tried to hurt people before. Yeah. And, and if you're going to try to hurt somebody by charging them out and fighting them, that's one thing. But if you're trying to hurt them while they're trying to play baseball... That's a bitch well, move. Well, it's the difference between, like, hitting a defenseless yeah. whatever. It's a bitch move. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah. And Manny and, Machado's a bitch. <laughs> right? I mean, let's be but real. But that's good. Like, you need assholes. Like, I don't want it to mm-hmm. be just, like, a fun, fully fun. Like, I, yeah. I like the wild card. In fact, it makes me sad that Puig's not still in there. Yeah, man. Can you imagine him in this rivalry? Oh, On either God. side. It doesn't, for Puig, it doesn't matter what uniform he's in. He hates no. the other team. Yeah. Like, he would be the best gang member of all time. <laughs> all you got to do is switch his clothes out. It would be like... Uh, 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 he'd be a free agent in the gang market. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, he has, there's no loyalty to the team. The loyalty is to violence. Yeah. Which is how I live my life, too. No, it's like when, like, you show up to Yasuo Puig's house with a gun, like, in the town or whatever, and it's like, who are we, who are we killing? Yeah. Who are we robbing or whatever? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's got a lot, he's got purple shirts, he's got <laughs> yellow shirts, blue, red. We can go any way we want. Uh, yeah, he's, I, I love watching Yasuo Puig play baseball, by the way. Me too. And when he was younger, I liked watching Carlos Gomez, but he just got, like, here's the problem. Carlos Gomez will hit a long home run and then sit there and stare at it, but then get mad, like what would happen with the Braves, right? Yeah, with McCann. He'll, he'll get mad that the other team has a problem with that. Like, of course they have a problem with it. So what? Fuck them. Don't react angrily back to them being angry about it. Just fucking keep trotting. You won. Yeah. You already won that moment, and by getting involved in the shouting, you then lose the, the fucking moment, right? That's stupid. You make yourself look like a dick. If he had hit that home run and as Freddie was chirping at him as he's walking by, he's just like, does the Michael Jordan shrug after <laughs> fucking crossing up uh, whatever, what was his name? Um, 
Oh, five, I, I don't even fucking remember. The, the Jazz thing. small forward. Yeah. And like Byron Russell or something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Why not? Anyways, uh, <clears throat> and then his name is Byron Russell, and he called him Brian Russell. And he said, oh, you mean Michelle Jordan? Like, dude, everybody knows Michael Jordan. Right. Let's be real. <laughs> you're not, you're not going to get away with that one. But anyways, yeah. If he had just kept trotting around the bases and just, like, shrugged, like, hey, man, I fucking hit the Christ out of that ball. What do you want me to do? And he was talking shit before that. I mean, it was like, that was like a whole back and forth thing. He's just kind of, like, fucking petulant. Yeah. Who's the he in that statement? Gomez. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he is petulant. And there's no room for that. The, there's plenty of room for people to talk shit. Just and, don't be a bitch about yeah, it. Yeah, just don't be a fucking bitch about it. But, yeah, it was a fucking six series, three out of the four games the Dodgers took, including the uh, game four miraculous win. Uh, yeah, that was down, a great, that was down a great fucking game. Si- I, turned, I had turned it off. It was 7-1 in the seventh, I think. Yeah, right? yeah, I was like, all right, this one's – oh, I can – I didn't. I watched the whole thing. I, for whatever reason, it felt like, like you can sometimes feel the momentum in the room. And baseball is like that for real. Some sports – that, remember uh, the replacements where they're all in the training room and uh, the coach asks them what their biggest fear is and uh, Keanu Reeves' character says quicksand, like no matter how hard you fight, it just feels like you're sinking. Yeah. That's a real thing in sports. Like you make a great pitch and a guy fucking hits a dribbler and like gets on base, you're like, motherfucker. <laughs> and then you do it again, he breaks his bat and hits a double down the line, right? Right. Because you were, weren't positioned there. I mean, it's, baseball is so random sometimes like that. I, f- the, I could feel the momentum in that room or in that stadium. And I had, it felt like watching the Warriors back in like the 24 or 2016 to 18 range, where even they, they had this one season where they, I, they had won like 20 straight games when they were down by 15 or more in the second half, like starting the second half or some stupid it's shit like that. Ridiculous. Like that's, that is an impossible thing to do. That's almost like cruel. Mm-hmm. It feels on purpose. <laughs> like, they just like, well, it was in a lot of ways, right? Because yeah. they, like Curry, they had these weird lineups. Curry would play the entire first quarter and then sit out half of the second quarter, but then Clay would play the whole second quarter sometimes and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, Steve Kerr did it did it pretty well. He had a, the team managed well. But anyways, it felt like that where the Dodgers seemed like they were trying to climb a slippery rope. And they just every fucking two steps they got up, there were three steps or three fucking feet that they slid back down. Yeah. And uh, as soon as it started to tumble, as soon as they scored those first two runs, I'm like, this is they're going to fucking win this goddamn game. <laughs> now, once it got to uh, extra innings, I was I didn't know what would happen there because you never because right, the runner starting on second base, who the fuck knows? And the home team certainly has the advantage in that situation. Um, but this this is going to be a long rivalry i would say eight to ten year rivalry now well they probably. both like you like you said the dodgers are older but they also have a ridiculous young core yeah i mean the, the only guy that's older really is is turner turner that's his, i think like what like 30 he's 28 28 okay yeah. so he's pretty yeah but, but like bellinger's 25 mm-hmm. uh Corey Seager, seager's 24 i think yeah, yeah like all these guys all the rest of them are fucking and their young. pitchers are relatively young except for kershaw who still is kind of relatively young for a I was at 31 or some shit like Kershaw that. Kershaw was like 33. Is he? But yeah. Either way, they got a good young core for sure. And the Dodgers are going to reload, right? They're not going to, it's not like they're going to fucking 10 years from now or five years from now when these, some of these guys start retiring, not go spend a bunch of money on new people. Fucking, like right. it's the yeah. Dodgers, man. They're going to keep and their And their farm's loaded too. Yeah. So I'm sure they're going to just bring up right. some other fucking all-star next 
And Fernando Tatis, at the beginning of the season, everybody was sucking this guy's dick. And let's be real. He had only played in two years one full season mm. and then had been hurt, right, in each of those first two seasons. And then he got hurt almost immediately in this season. You're like, fuck, man. It looked bad, too. It did not look good. But he, then he came back quicker than I thought. And not only did he come back, but he came back fucking crushing We may runs. not have sucked his dick enough, yeah, I if mean, anything. We'll, we'll see. I mean, this may be one of those things where he just is perpetually injured all the time. And he's like, it'll be what could have been kind of situation. Yeah. But clearly, he's one of the most talented people in baseball right now. Like, the, you, you can't really argue that. I don't for any age. Oh, no, yeah. Nobody's putting up the numbers like he's, he's putting he's up. He's right a now. top, like probably five player in, yeah. in Major League Baseball. Yeah, just depends on what you want. The only the only person I could ar- see you arguing putting above him, aside from uh, like reasonably above him, aside from Trout, mm. is uh, Otani. Maybe I mean just because he does everything. But I would say him or, or uh, this is kind of a weird one. But Cody Bellinger, Bellinger's got a long swing. His shelf life is short. You think so? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just like that his defense is insane. He's very good defensively. He's a great athlete, too, but he's tall and he's got a long swing. He's got to shorten that swing up if he wants to stay in the league. I, he's not going to be able to hit high fastballs yeah. after his, like, age 27 season if he doesn't fucking get that shit squared away. Your, your bat speed slows down. It just, I mean, it's, it's science, man. There's nothing you can do about it. So if you have a long swing, you either have to learn to not swing at that pitch, which is tough for a guy. Was he 6'3"? Yeah, he's, pretty, he's fairly yeah. tall. I mean, that's going to be tough for him. Yeah. And that's a, anybody that's played baseball before knows that the chest-high fastball is one of the best-looking things you can get, <laughs> but the most impossible to hit. Yeah. There's like four people on earth that can hit a chest-high fastball. Um, he's not one of them, clearly. <laughs> um, he, but he does, he, he does hit very well. He's got good, um, good contact rates. Um, injuries as well, right? But he's young. Was he 25? Yep, 25, with an MVP in his pocket. Yeah. I mean, he's... He's a very good player. Let's be real about that. And it, that's just another thing that's going to take this rivalry on. I don't remember who it was. Um, fuck. Who was it before the season? Was it Swisher, Nick Swisher that said he thought Corey Seager was going to have an MVP caliber season? I probably. I think it was. Or maybe it was Verlander. It could have been Ben Verlander, too. Um, but it was, it was somebody that was a former professional baseball player that said that they thought Corey Seager was going to have a massive year this year. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing right now. But I know that in the playoffs, every time he comes up to bat, I'm like, fuck. I do. This is the. I mean, in any situation, this is the last dude I want to see up. And I don't know if that's just because he's torched the Braves so much. That lineup's fucking relentless. It's not. I actually was really, even though we ended up losing the series, I remember being like relieved the game the Dodgers scored like 11 in the first inning because I was like, well, at least I don't have to watch this now. And I could honestly use a break from having a fucking heart attack every half inning that the yeah. Dodgers are at bat because there's no relief in sight ever. They're fucking like eight and nine hitters are killers. By the way, Seager has a 129 WRC plus, four homers. <laughs> he's sitting 263, but I mean, mm-hmm. like, he's, he's essentially 30 points above league, league average hitting-wise right now. So Seager's having a nice little year, uh, as, yeah. he, as he is wont to do. But uh, the best part of this series by far was the Bauer-Tatis shit, right? Tatis. I, I enjoyed the back and forth very uh, a lot because it was super nuanced. It wasn't just like Bauer started off by saying uh, in response to all that shit that happened that he doesn't think that it's appropriate or necessary. He actually said it was kind of weak to go hit somebody just because they hit a home run and celebrated. Yeah. Now, on his own uh, social media, also posted or, or commented that, the, the looking down at the pitch thing, 
Now, I don't know. I, it's hard to tell if the guy – I didn't see his eyes angle backwards, but peripheral vision is pretty good too. And it's more about seeing which way the catcher's leaning. Like if guys like to hear location, not pitch Yeah, a lot of times, right? But uh, if you can see which way the catcher's leaning or something like that, you can pick, pick up on some of that stuff. I don't know if he was doing it or not, to be honest. But Bauer did say, now, if you're going to do some stuff like that and then – hit the home run to celebrate, that's how you get drilled. Yeah, he said right? that on his YouTube. He was, yeah. he, so Bauer went to YouTube because he has like a huge fucking YouTube channel and broke it all down and broke down the pitches he threw to Tatis and uh, Tatis broke down Tatis' celebrations. And he, he thought they were funny and, and whatever. Uh, but then he breaks down Tatis peaking. Bauer is 100% convinced that he peaked to see where the cat, to see where catcher Will Smith was moving, not to see... Uh, um, whatever the pitch call was, right? Right. Um, it, was, it was on the second home run that Tatis hit a foot outside the zone. Even Bauer says and things like, this ball's in the other batter's box when he connects with it. Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was and not only was it outside, but it was a slider outside, and he stayed on the pitch. So it wasn't like he was looking fastball and got an outside fastball and stepped into it. He tracked a slider from the strike zone to well out of it, yeah. right, and then hit a home run to center field. Pulled That's, it. Pulled the ball. Yeah, or to uh, left center, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he hit it really hard, too. And uh, Bauer says, Bauer breaks it all down on his YouTube channel. I would recommend watching. It's pretty funny. Uh, like, he's like, look, all his, his body's moving, his whole body. Like, as Bauer's in the windup, mm. Tatis's body is already moving over the plate to yeah. reach out and get this ball yeah, yeah. Uh, on the other side of the plate. Like, Bauer is, Bauer is fully uh, convinced that Tatis did that, and he said on his YouTube channel, he's like, look, I'm not going to, I'm not ever going to probably hit you for doing shit like that. Like, I'm not going to put one in your ribs or whatever. Right. Uh, He's like, but a lot of guys will. So if you keep peeking and then keep celebrating after you hit a ball that you peeked at out of the park, someone's going to drill you. Yeah, I mean, you can't do that shit. Now, somebody's going to drill them either way. Yeah, probably. For sure, right? Because not everybody is. Trevor Bauer, he's a bro. He likes that shit. And I'll, I'll tell you what, it's a, it's a, that whole thing about uh, not throwing stones in a glass house or take the, uh, the whatever, the, the piece of wood out of your eye before you try to get the splinter out of somebody else's the way the Bible says it. That's a, that, he's living that life. He's like, look, I want to fucking be a dick and celebrate and have fun playing this game, so I sure as shit can't talk to anybody else in a negative way when they're doing it. But there, there are lines you cannot cross. Right. Like if you're banging trash cans or looking at fucking signs. Now, if you're on second base and you're, you've figured out their combo and you're stealing signs, that's, that's part of the game. Yeah, that's gamesmanship. But that's, if you're the batter and you're looking down, that's rude. Yeah. That's like watching another man piss at a urinal. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't do that shit. Uh, yeah, and Bauer even said he was like, there's no, there's no rule against it. Like, we make the rules against it. Right, and it has to be that way. You want people to police themselves as much as possible, and that was the big mistake that Manfred made when, not, when he didn't punish the Astros players or any of the players that were involved. Yeah. Right? If you don't, in that situation where there's going to be, at a minimum, 27 at-bats for the Astros in every single game they play, right, there's plenty of opportunities for the players to dole out justice. If it's a single event, if your best player gets hit, wow, Terrible producers. If, you're, if your best player uh, uh, gets hit and then you fucking hit the, the other team's best player in the ribs or ass or something like that, it's over. That is the end of that confrontation. I mean, it might, it might spark up again later, but as far as everybody's concerned, that's been avenged, for lack of a better phrase, yeah. right? Now we can move on and play the game. But if the league 
doesn't allow for people who are clearly breaking the rules to get punished outside of the field. They're going to get punished on the field. Right. And we've seen a little bit of it. Right. Yeah. Like uh, what was that? Uh, Joe Kelly last year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, just like fucking- I thought that I mean, Joe Kelly's kind of a turd, but I thought that was really funny. Oh, it was fucking hysterical. Uh, Dude, and- at one point, Bregman got drilled early in the year and you can mm. just see the look on his face like he was just like, yeah, yeah. Well, what do you do? I mean, uh, to be honest, I feel like Bregman and Altuve handled that pretty well. Like, they didn't bitch in public about getting hit and stuff or getting yeah. thrown at. They were just like... Cor- Correa was the only one that was like, no, fuck you guys. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, he's, he's another disappointment, that guy, to be honest, for me. I, I just felt like... Uh, I felt like he was the only one on the team that stood his ground yeah. on that, and there was no ground to stand. Like, ah, you, got, you cheated, you got caught. Right. That's it. Just fucking... Just keep your mouth... At minimum, keep your mouth shut. You, yeah. Right? But that's not what he did. By the so. way, if you want to see what Fernando Tatis's career not panning out as well as it should, yeah, Carlos Correa. Yeah, I who, mean, he's, who was, he was supposed to be Tatis. He's like, well, he's like Cal Ripken body, right? Yeah, like that's what we expect out of him. I mean, look, he's he's a fucking well above average shortstop in Major League Baseball. So he is, but he was supposed to be five tool insane. I mean, he was supposed to be like Tatis Acuna levels of yeah. ridiculous, and he's not. Uh, Which is fine, but he's, you right. know. Uh, there was one other thing that Bauer said in his video, by the way. Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, he went in on Rob Manfred at the end. He was like, he was like by the way, uh, the fans love this rivalry. And no one, com- the, the game that he was talking about, the game he pitched in, it was four hours long. And he was like, you don't hear about anyone, compl- you don't hear anyone complaining about it because they were entertained by it. Exactly. That's what I've been saying for the last two goddamn years <laughs> with Major League Baseball trying to speed up games. If your business model is that your product is suffering quality-wise, the solution is not to just make less of it. That's retarded. That's, that's the opposite of what you do. <laughs> right. if, you're, if your product is being consumed too much, then you make less of it to create more demand, but you never go the opposite way. That doesn't make any sense in, in supply chain or in marketing. That's the, the exact opposite of what you should do, and they're seeing the results of that, right? Yeah. This is great for baseball. These young guys... Uh, and, and it's a mix of dudes, right? So uh, Mookie Betts is, is into this whole rivalry, black kid, right? Yeah. There's fucking a bunch of Latinos involved. Obviously, they're fiery as shit. They're spark plugs, yeah. according to the league. <laughs> right. Um, uh, and you have uh, young white players as well getting involved. Like, every fucking body is represented in this shit, and they're all kind of doing the same shit, which is like, fuck you old guys. I want to have fun. Who Imagine watching... Uh, a game show where everybody's just miserable, right? <laughs> like the only re- the only one that ever worked out like that was Fear Factor, and they were eating like shit. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? They were eating like eyeballs and fucking snakes yeah. and shit. That's that's not. Uh, you don't want it to be that. You don't want to turn it into a circus. Make it fucking entertaining, and they're doing it. Like it's on the players to do it ultimately, right? Yeah. I mean that, and that's what. To be honest, the NBA players have been pretty good about that. They haven't been good about playing basketball and shutting the fuck up because nobody wants to hear. It. I mean, if. If I'm the NBA right now, I'm looking at what happened with the Oscars this year, and I'm like, all right, I'm not saying shit because I don't want the fucking Super Bowl or the Super Bowl. I don't want the fucking finals to go from whatever its viewership is, $8 million down to fucking $1 million, Right. Right? Fuck that. Um, anyways, I like uh, go through this Bauer going to YouTube to break down the whole Tatis thing because I thought it was pretty funny. 
I mean, he said he said he definitely did. I'm not sure if he did or not. I mean, again, if you're looking it's straight close. down, you can definitely see. No, you see right him. There. He's like, he's like up like this, and then he's kind of like. I mean, it's it's not straight down. Mm-hmm. It looked like there was a bit of an angle to it, and he peaked twice. So he looked the first time. But does he always do that when he's heading? Did they show I his other at that, bats? That context was not provided. because that for, for a for a balk call, right? Yeah. If your if your motion to the plate is always the same and it looks yeah. like a balk, if it's always the same, they will not call it. Right. It doesn't matter. Johnny Johnny Cueto wouldn't have a career. So. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like he turns all the way around and looks at first base and then comes set. Like you he, can't. That, that's te- it's a balk for sure. You right. can't do that. But he does it every time, so they let it go. If he's doing it every time, that's one thing. But still. Just because you're doing it all the time doesn't make it right. You know what I mean? That, yeah. is, that is one thing that is, again, it's just rude. It's, it's off-putting that somebody would do that. Yeah. I don't like that. It's, uh, yeah, it's like kicking your golf ball, right? Yeah. Forward ten, yeah. or into a better lie or some shit like that. Oh, that, which is rude, but that's, you know, like, you know, even that's like, actually illegal, but yeah, it is. It's super rude. As it's well. like a, but it's almost like doing it on, on a muni and you just look at the guy and you're like, are you fucking kidding? Like what? Why are you? What are you doing this for? Yeah, I mean, it's dumb. It's dumb. And <clears throat> I guess it's going to be uh, it's gonna be one of those things like the Draymond uh, 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 LeBron thing. Like Cleveland fans are going to yeah. be like, he fucking kicked him in the nuts or whatever. <laughs> and uh, 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 Golden State fans are going to be like, LeBron's the biggest flopper in the history of the NBA. Right. And it's not even close. <laughs> yeah. Like he's the largest man, but also the biggest flopper ever. But he's, I mean, he's trying to win games, obviously. Right. But that's like, it's boring. What is? The flopping thing is boring. That's, that's like a. Oh, me it, and Dan in college basketball all the time go in on charges. And yeah. How, how fucking stupid. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, um, it's even dumber for him though. Like if you've got the best at something and they're also using all the little tricks that everybody else has to use to be competitive. Yeah. Like, wasn't it enough that you were the, that you had the perfect body for the NBA already? <laughs> I mean, he's you fucking, I mean? that's that, uh, is it like a petty Mamba mentality? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's petty Mamba mentality. That's a good way to put that. Yeah. Petulant uh, Mamba mentality. Like Jordan and Kobe would never do something like that. They would never do something. You, you didn't see, uh, like, Jordan would fuck with people's heads, for right. sure. But you wouldn't see In him. In very, like, mean ways. Yeah, very mean ways, yeah. Uh, and Kobe went out of his way to intimidate people as well because uh, it's part of his character to do that. But you wouldn't see them, like, blowing in people's ears like Lance Stevenson. Right. That, that's that's and, something that Lance Stevenson has to do to get under LeBron's skin because LeBron's a much better basketball player than he is. And I think he would agree with that statement, too. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. But if LeBron started doing it, if he's trying to psych out people, that's just it, it, it reeks of probably the b- most insecure athlete in the history of professional sports that is a top five person in that sport, I would say. I've never seen anything like it before. He's, uh, Dr. J said some shit about him, or he left him off his fucking first and second team All-NBA stuff. I saw that. And uh, and. Uh, the whole every, everybody in the media is like, oh, look and look. and they're right. I mean, LeBron's definitely one of the best five basketball right. players of all time. Yeah. That's a ridiculous statement. Like he had Carl Malone on a list, I think. <laughs> Over LeBron James, you fucking kidding right. me? Like, no, sorry, I don't like the guy. Carl Malone, yeah, like Carl Malone's a fucking like at best like a dollar store LeBron, like kind of yeah. the same body, but doesn't do anything. Not that, nearly as athletic, right? Yeah, at yeah, any yeah. point in his career, he's also a shitty human being. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. But I mean, I, uh, Kellerman broke it down this morning on first take. He was like, obviously what he did was put all of his heroes on team one and then the people he played concurrently with on team two. Like, that's fine, but don't call it a fucking first and second team. It's just like my favorite players. Right. Right. But who cares about that? But you can tell, I guarantee you when LeBron saw that, it fucking made him feel feelings. Yeah. And it shouldn't. He's at least one of the, he's at least the second best basketball player of all time. Minimum. Third best, maybe. If you, I, I actually think Kobe's better than him. Um, this is like, this would be a whole other thing. I think, I think, I, I, think, I, think I think Kobe's a better leader than LeBron is. And I think that's part of being on a, I think it's part of being a championship player is being a good leader and, and managing personalities. LeBron's not good at that. He's bad at it, actually. Uh, but regardless of that, f- physically, there's no question he's better than Kobe. I mean, he's fucking, come yeah. on. He's he's the most gifted athlete physically probably ever. I can't imagine a human being has been more gifted athletically since like prior to farming being invented. Yeah, like before we like sat down and started drinking. I mean, who knows grain. what gladiators were doing back in the day? Because they, those dudes were hopped up on whatever, but they didn't have modern science either, right? No, no they're hey, the main gladiator diet. They they didn't even get protein from meat most of the time. Yeah, it was like bread protein and beans and yeah, shit. Beans, yeah, beans. Yeah, so they weren't. Yeah. They weren't anything. I think LeBron could probably rip a few throats out in the arena. Yeah. But the, the point of all that is, by the way, is to create a better product. We got off on a little right. tangent there. But Bauer's absolutely right. The solution to a product that people are losing interest in is to make a better version of that product. Why? Break it down into why people. It's, it's called uh, uh, core mission statements in a company, right? What is it that we do specifically? Like at Black Rifle Coffee, we didn't just make coffee. Right, you can get coffee anywhere. Now the coffee's really good there; it's eighty-five points or higher. It's good. It's really, it's really quality coffee. And the guy that's the master roaster, Edwin, has something called a Q grader, which is the equivalent of a master Somalian wine. Right? He, it's, yeah. it's they're not fucking around over there. But they don't just sell coffee; they sell a brand. Right? They sell uh, uh, content and and culture to people. That's what they do, and that's one of the first things that we discovered there is it's not about the product, right? The product has to be good for sure, but that's not the only thing. If the product is good, but the branding's bad, like all this stuff about <clears throat> somebody made a post. I don't know if, it, I think it might've been Barstool actually. Uh, and it was Mike Trout mic'd up. I don't know if you saw this or not. No. Constantly talking shit to people, but really like kind. Yeah. Like he's a really nice guy to yeah, everybody. Yeah. He doesn't get mad at people at all. He, uh, he'll like rip a double and then get on second base and ask the dude if he's fucking playing Madden leader or some shit like that. I don't know if they're playing in a league or whatever. Dude, the they fuck. probably fucking are. They probably each yeah. other's PlayStation and Xbox usernames and are like, yeah. hey man. I'm- but then you see uh, the, one of the next scenes is him over with the opposite team's fans. He's in an away stadium and he's not like, he's talking to them like just asking about their day and shit. It was really weird actually, yeah. but it's super entertaining. Him mic'd up kind of like what Fred, they did with Freddie last yeah, spring yeah. training. And he's like, Hey guys. So people telling me that Mike Trout isn't marketable. I don't believe it anymore after seeing that. Now yeah. I've heard him talk. I've heard him mic'd up at all-star games and stuff before, but I've never heard him off the cuff in his element like that. He's being mismanaged by major league baseball. They're doing a good job letting Tatis do what he does, but Tatis is the kind of personality that's going to go get it for himself. Yeah, Major you League, can't contain Tatis. No, Major League Baseball needs to be in Anaheim with a fucking camera and a microphone <laughs> on that dude at all times. We, I say... 24 hours a day. Happy medium. Send Mike Trout storm chasing. Just in the offseason, 
or like I guess before spring training, put him in a fucking van with some storm chasers. He loves weather. Yeah. Just let him go have fun. Let him yeah, be why in, not? Let him be in his other element. Or let him host uh, Family Feud and, and Aaron Rodgers will host Jeopardy, <laughs> right? I mean, seriously, he's, he's, a really, uh, he's a really smart and quick-witted and funny guy, and he's also nice to everybody for some reason. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I don't believe that anymore. He's one of the best players. He might be the best baseball player we've ever seen. I think he's, probably, he's at least in that conversation. And... Um, yeah, he's in Anaheim, but fuck, man, it's right down the road from L.A. You can pr- I'm pretty sure you can afford a film crew to drive. It's 20 miles, but it'll take an hour and a half to get there, right? right? But who gives a shit? This hire, the MLB should hire a crew that only works with him specifically because that's what makes it interesting. And then, right, you have to develop. It's, it's, I, I don't want to uh, compare it to wrestling or anything, but you have to develop those things. Like, Have you heard anything from Rob Manfred on this? Uh, on this Dodgers Padres Trevor Trevor Bauer fucking Tati situation. No, not one thing. And no. You shouldn't because it's taking care of itself right now. Yeah, right. But what does Dana White do? Like if Nate Diaz is about to fight somebody, he doesn't pull punches. He's like, oh, it's gonna be a good fight. We'll see what happens. He's right. like, I think fucking so and so is gonna fuck him up and fuck <laughs> that guy. I'm not saying. Rob Manfred needs to turn into Vince McMahon, but right. why not just be honest? Like, hey, these are fucking two great teams. Did you see that fucking bomb yeah. that Tatis Jr. hit the other day? Did you see that bomb that Ronald Acuna hit and then watched it fly? That's super exciting. That's what I want baseball to be. Rob Manfred is not a leader. He's getting paid $40 million a year by the, the owners of baseball to just fucking sit there and do nothing, basically. No, and Bauer finished off his YouTube video by being like, the fans won for that series, but the, and the only fans that lost were the ones who couldn't watch because of MLB TV's stupid blackout rules. Yeah, it's dumb. He, he went straight in on, man. I, dude, I was like, fuck, Bauer. Like, I tweeted this the other day. I was like, I don't know what I enjoy more. It was after the second touch. Watching him pitch or listening to him hit or talk or what? No, it was, I don't know if I enjoy Trevor Bauer's personality more or watching Trevor Bauer get owned more. Yeah, yeah. He is kind of a, he's kind of smarmy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like... But it's great. He's also very self-aware about it. And he, he, doesn't, he doesn't get butthurt when he loses. No. So it, you can't, it's hard to hate the guy. No. It's, 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 I, I can't decide because I love watching him get fucking, mm. get his shit thrown right back in his face. Well, that's because you're a Braves fan and we're going to hate the Dodgers for a while. We're going to hate the Dodgers. Well, and we had to face him in the playoffs last year as, yeah, with the Reds. That's what I'm and saying. he fucking it's, killed us. It's going to be a collision course between the Dodgers, Braves, Padres, and shit maybe the Phillies for years to come now maybe the Mets too I mean, well, you, and you can always toss the fucking Cardinals in that mix we'll see I mean they're they're getting old over there they're Molina they, Molina just uh went to the IL and he, yeah who knows they, they find they tend to find a way they do yeah that's, and that's a weak-ass division too and well, the Cubs are about to enter a rebuild though Milwaukee looks like they could get good but yeah they're kind of middle of the road too right now they, yeah, they're in first. I mean, they have 14 wins, so they're doing about as well as any other first place team is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a lot of Cubs fans on like Reddit and Twitter that are like, "Just pull the fucking trigger." Yeah, just just rebuild, just end it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Cubs fans can't tolerate some losses. <laughs> right. man. They, they had 108 years of that shit. Yeah, the, the amount of people who, at some point, being down three one in 2016, were like, "I don't need to win, see the Cubs win ever again." Yeah, if we just do this, well, that Bills come to come to be paid now yeah i don't understand why they shouldn't they should have before the season even started they should have traded chris bryant to the braves for prospects probably for ian anderson to be honest that i wouldn't have done that that would have the braves probably would not have done it but if i was the cubs i would 100 percent make that deal i'd make it right now 
Yeah. To be honest, Ian Anders is going to be a great fucking pitcher in Major League Baseball. I would be. I would have been furious if we had given up Ian Anders. Well, luckily they didn't. Um, and now <clears throat> we'll go to the Braves here for a minute. Oh, how far are we? Let's do some sponsors. Need some sponsors. Yeah. Kill Cliff. Ooh, man, I love it. I drink. Uh, I've been drinking the uh, exclusively the the Flaming Joe at night lately, just to chill out. I, I just the spice is so good. I've never had any energy drink or energy drink. I've never had any uh, of the RTD drinks of any kind that have whether it's uh, like a seltzer or whatever it is that has the spice on the back end that actually tasted good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it always tasted good all the time. Now the one we were making. The uh, mango habanero. I love that for one. our seltzer. We'll we'll introduce that in round two. We got to yeah. get these first uh, four out first. But that one was really good. But <clears throat> the only one in the CBD space I've ever tasted that is really good is Joe's. Now they spent six months working on it, like uh, with Joe, Co- right? Yeah, with Joe at Coquille, and Joe is pretty. He's really particular about the kind of stuff he uses, mm-hmm. right, and the way it tastes and everything. So they did a great job on it. So I'm 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 really happy about that. I'm also happy that. You can get all the non-CBD products for Killcliffe in fucking AGB now. Um, yeah, I saw them. Yeah. There's a, it's, it's in like the health and wellness mm-hmm. area or whatever the fuck. And they're really good. You don't get the discount, though. So if you want the discount, you got to go to KillcliffeCBD.com and use the promo code Drinker Bros to get 20% off. Unfortunately, we can't give you a 20% off in, H-E-B. In, in HEB. You can request it. Be like, hey, I'm dis- we should make little IDs. Like, I'm a drinking bro. It's like... <laughs> Where's my fucking discount, bro? There's like 40,000 of us here in Central Texas. I'm pretty sure you owe us some money. Right. (laughs) I don't know what, but you owe us something. Ask to speak to a manager regardless. Yeah. Well, certainly ask to speak to a manager, but first go to killclipcbd.com. And uh, I've got mine set up on the, on the, they finally get the subscription shit done now. So I don't even look at it anymore. It just automatically sends it to my house. I get a Flaming Joe and an orange uh, case a month, basically. We went through the ones here. They're gone. We, we, oh, there's another shipment of the energy drinks will be here in, in a matter of days. No, I know. I'm just saying we went through them real goddamn fast. Yeah, I'm trying to plan out how many we actually need. Uh, I thought 48 a month or 96 a month would be good. Was that what we had? No, it was only 48. Oh, yeah, time. 96 probably. But I think 96 is going to be too much. So I might have to. Di- we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we, have, right. we have some new employees starting soon. So maybe he's a fucking crackhead, too. Um, next up, we got Ghostbed. And uh, everybody knows Ghostbed. Come on, man. Ghostbed's the best bed in the goddamn world. They have a, a special thing going on. Another one? Yeah. God damn it. I can't keep up with Ghostbed, man. They have a... Uh, they always have some fucking shit going on. It's a flash sale mm. on top of their normal shit. What is it? What are the parameters? Uh, let's see here. 40% off Ghostbed bundles uh, where you get a mattress and adjustable base or 30% off everything if you use the code Drinking Bros. Oh, shit. So the, the bundle... For the with the adjustable base, you ended up getting forty percent off of your entire order at mm-hmm. that point. Plus, you could still use the thirty six month pay as you go program, so you can get almost half off of the shit if you just if you get the bed the uh, the bed the base, uh, and then you can add. You're gonna get two free pillows, but you can add more pillows. You can add sheets. You can add the fucking mattress protector, all that shit, and you're gonna get forty percent off of all of it. And yeah. at you take that forty percent, and then you fucking pay it. Over the course of three years, basically, with no interest. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. That's easily the least expensive mattress you'll find in the world unless it you're is. just like a dirt person who grabs one off like a somebody's curb yeah, on it, a big trash day. Right, yeah. <laughs> or we call it hippie Christmas. Okay. In Madison, Wisconsin, where uh, University of Wisconsin, Madison is, uh, they, they call it hippie. On the east side, it's all hippie Christmas. Like every two weeks after 
the uh, school year ends, and then two weeks before the next one starts, there's always fucking just furniture on Every, the street. Fucking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, anyways, Ghost Bed's a place to go. The If you don't need, I say this all the time, we travel a lot. The worst thing for me about traveling is not having my fucking ghost bed pillows. I hate it. I cannot sleep in hotels without good pillows. The cooling ones? Any of them. Oh, I, just need a, I just need a good pillow. But yeah, the cooling ones are the ones I use. Yeah. But I need good pillows. I can't sleep without them. So I'm thinking about uh, just shipping. They're, what are they, like 80 bucks to ship one to the hotel every time? That's going to be one of your new jobs, asshole. We're hiring an assistant. Uh, is to ship a fucking ghost pillow everywhere <laughs> I go. And if it's not there waiting for me, I'm just going to shit my pants and cry probably. Um, we'll shit on the bed see, and just see if you can get better pillows just by like random luck of the draw. I don't know how that's going to work, but yeah, we'll try it. Uh, next is uh, my bookie. Obviously, we're going into it's been a little slow with the gambling lately. It's that point during the year where yeah. the baseball is just getting started. Uh, football season's over. College football season's over and all that bullshit. There's a UFC event that pops up here and there where we go hard on. But mostly it's been a little quiet, but now it's starting to ramp up again. Now it's getting time. This weekend is the fucking Kentucky Derby. We're going to be laying all kinds of bets on that. I mean, we're going to be going wild. Ross for the and full, I, full fucking day. For the whole fucking day. Ross and I will be posting all of our shit as quickly as we can um, before the actual race starts because <laughs> stuff changes a lot there. Uh, Dude, I, it's then, crazy. Like, you'll be sitting there, and like, sometimes you make your bet, and, the, and they'll be like, oh, the horse is out like, minutes before. Yeah, nah. you never know what's going to happen. So, um, <clears throat> right now, now's the time to sign up because next weekend is um, the Canelo fight, yeah, which is going to be a massive gambling event as well. And then we have the Preakness coming up, and then sometime here in the next couple of weeks, playoffs start, mm-hmm. right, for basketball and hockey. Yeah, and there's all kinds of other shit going on. Our buddies at Austin FC are starting to play. We're going to start going to some of those games and gambling on those. Sign up today at mybookie.ag. Uh, use the promo code Drinking Bros. You get your first deposit matched up to a thousand bucks. So if you put in, you're going to put in a thousand dollars, and you're going to see that thousand dollars, and then you're going to see what is it called, bonus money or yeah, whatever yeah, the fuck, and yeah. then there'll be another thousand in there. Yeah, and you can gamble with them the same. Uh, use the promo code Drinking Bros. You get a free deposit. Start your day off with a win. Uh, I think there's actually some new copy in here too. Yeah, racehorse or workhorse. Oh, the NFL draft. God, a fucking t- tomorrow night. You want to get that money in today, probably because tomorrow yeah. night you don't want to get you don't want to miss anything because you're trying to deal with technical stuff. Get your money in now because the draft tomorrow night one and two seem like locks, but after that, I don't know what the fuck's going on, and we're going to bet on all of them. Carolina just traded their quarterback. Yeah, so they're definitely they're taking Trey Lance probably. Yeah, do you, if you got that bet in before, though, you're fucking golden. You're good to go, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Don't fucking wait because there's going to be a lot more shit that happens between now and tomorrow at 8 Eastern when the fucking draft starts. Speaking of that, we're going to be going live tomorrow at uh, 7.30 Eastern, I guess. I think so, yeah. Give or take. Uh, to cover the whole draft, we'll probably get hammered. You're, and and if, the, if the Falcons end up taking somebody that Ross doesn't like, you'll get to see him melt down, which is nice. <laughs> um, but, yeah, definitely get your, uh, get your stuff in there. Make sure you head up to the website on May 1st as well, uh, this weekend. Uh, they're going to have some freebies celebrating the 2021 Kentucky Derby with, like, a bunch of free games, spins, chips. So it's not just sports gambling over there. They have a full casino. Like, full casino and all that stuff. So you're going to get a bunch of freebies over on the casino side. So make sure you get your money in. Go check that shit out. Um, 
And uh, whether you're looking for like a le- like legit blackjack experience, look, Vegas is opening up soon, right? They're they're getting yeah. ready to open up all their shit again. And uh, if you're one of those people that does stuff there and goes and gambles locally, you definitely want to get it, get back in the fucking swing of shit and stop. Don't make bad bets, right? Um, and uh, uh, yeah, definitely. I, they, they it, Zach Wilson is is probably going second, right? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it'll I, be a waste I, of time, but yeah. I, I think he is, but after, like, three through fucking nine, really. Yeah. Like, after nine, usually people don't know. Because teams have two, like, well, I think this guy will be available at ten, so we're going to take him. But if this guy's available, we're definitely taking him. Right. Right? So you have, like, a first, second, third plan. This year, man, after three, this is, the, this is one of the most tumultuous draft, uh, NFL drafts I've ever seen. It's a high-talent draft, too. Yeah, it is. there's a lot of players. Usually people are... are uh, jockeying for position when it's when there's not a lot of good players, but these teams all have very specific needs, right? That they're trying to meet. So people are trading up. I mean, it's fucking crazy yeah. what's going on right now. So, anyways, get your fucking money. Go to uh, uh, mybookie.ag or .com. Either one works. Uh, use the promo code Drinking Bros. You're going to get your deposit matched up to one thousand dollars. And uh, Ross just won a huge bet on the Oscars. Oh, the under. Two of them, actually. Two unders, yeah. Yeah, the under for total viewers was 16.5 million. Yeah. And it came out at 9.85 million. Embarrassing. It's uh, The viewers deeply. for 18 to 49 age group, I think, was like 4.2 million, and it came out at 1.4 million. I, I've been reading a lot of, uh, uh, what do you, like, postmortems on the fucking Oscars just to see what they, everyone's saying. And I swear to God, they bend over backwards to go out of the way to not mention that maybe it's a little too political. I mean, the Washington Post actually wrote an article and it said um, uh, the Oscars, this is the worst, or the Oscars perform poor, or terribly and then dot, 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 but that's okay. Right. And then they spend like fucking six pages talking about how, well, I mean, kind of was a bad year for this. Like it was, it, and to be fair... There was a perfect confluence of nobody had seen any of these fucking movies. Yes. People, people have tuned out of the movie industry in general, right? And it may never come back, frankly. I mean, I, I wouldn't care if it does or not. Uh, people tune in more to podcasts and stuff like that. Um, it's a creator economy now. So the big, even in music, the big networks, the big record labels and all that bullshit are losing power because people can do this, right? Yeah. Like you can... for. That we have a pretty sophisticated operation here, but to do this at a lower level is fucking cheap and easy. And you know no one I mean? starts out doing it at this level. No, of course not. And you also can't stop me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't be stopped. We can do this. We can just build our own website. We can go get a fucking uh, 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 crypto uh, uh, ISP if yeah. we need to, to do, or not ISP, but a web host to do all this stuff. Like you can't be stopped at this point. So they're losing traction. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the sports world handles that. Because Ross and I have said for three, four years now that the only thing keeping network television alive is live sports. Easily. And once they lose that, I mean, the NFL's signed another 12-year contract, so that'll be there, but baseball's mostly gone, right? Hockey's signed a bunch of contracts right now. Yeah. I mean, look, if, if broadcast television just becomes live sports, then that's fine. That's fucking fine with great that. with me. Yeah. yeah. Just put on some local news and live sports, yeah. and I will only watch the live sports, but... You know, local news is a nice thing to have. It is, yeah. Now, on to the Braves. There's a lot of stuff going on with the Braves, but you're, you did some research over the weekend, and it turns out that the Braves are 
using the shift way less than any other team. Even the second lowest team is 7% higher. Wow. It's fucking crazy. And so the, the Braves are only shifting on about 10% of opponents at bats, which is nothing. Like, they might as well not be doing it. Like, I don't, I, the highest team, the Dodgers, who are good, last I checked, uh, they're shifting on almost 60% of at bats. 58.5% of at bats, they are shifting against batters. 54% against righties, 65% against lefties. Mm-hmm. The Braves are not shifting at all. 10% again, uh, total. Uh, only 8% against right-handers, only 14% of the time against left-handers. The Braves have not gotten off to a good start. Uh, they're not terrible. The whole NL East has been kind of... They're beating up on each other a little bit. The Braves yeah. have had some... They, they continue to have some injuries. I mean, Freed's out, Soroka's out. That's, that's presumably their best two pitchers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we'll see about that. Ian Anderson looks like he might be the number two starter there pretty soon. I think yeah. Soroka, Anderson, and then probably uh, uh, Freed, and then, and then the older guy. Morton. Charlie Morton, yeah. yeah. He didn't look good the other day, but good stuff in general. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that's kind of where they're headed right now. Um, but it's, it's been rough on them, and to be honest, they have such they, – they have an exceptional defense. Yes. Like their defensive play. Austin Riley, for all of his struggles at the plate the last few years, doesn't – he plays good defense at third base. He, d- he absolutely does. Dansby Swanson isn't – I don't think he's a gold glove caliber guy, but he makes all the plays, right? He's – Sure-handed, and sure-handed, yeah. Good arm, yeah. It's essentially like your complaint. I want to say you are like the royal you. Anyone's complaint, biggest complaint about Dansby on the field would just be that, like, I don't know, he doesn't have the fucking range of Iglesias or Simmons or somebody. Right, but he's he plays the position well, right? And then Al- Albies, obviously, he's kind of a wild card sometimes. He, I, he makes a lot of great plays, but he boots a lot. I, I think it's a concentration issue for a twenty-two-year-old kid at this point. Yeah. Um, Freddie Freeman is one of the top five defensive first baseman in Major League Baseball right now, in my opinion. He doesn't get any respect or credit for it. Like, he made a great play the other day, an, an incredible play the other day. And the Braves announcers were, like, uh, just kind of shrugged off. Huh? Just Freddie being Freddie. But league-wide, <laughs> at least with regard to uh, the metrics and the perception of him for the, from voting uh, on gold gloves, hasn't really gotten the respect he deserves. Right. Acuna is an amazing outfielder. And... Uh, and better served in, in right field. For sure, yeah. Now, left field is Marcelo Zuna. You're, you're going to get what you get out of him. <laughs> yeah. That's like having Jose Canseco out there, to be right. honest. But yeah. uh, in center field, they're pretty locked up. They either have Ender Inciardi, who's a former Gold Glove Award winner, yep. or they have this Heredia kid or whatever the fuck. Or Chris and Pache. Or Chris and Pache, if he's healthy. Yeah, I mean, they ha- they're locked down defensively. They're good on that, So yeah. they're doing – they have one of the most talented defensive teams in Major League Baseball. And for some reason, they're not using the shift, and I don't know why. It's really so, and part of this could be. Like, has, any, has anybody asked Snicker why he's not doing no. it? No, the first time I even heard about this was on the ESPN broadcast of all places the other day. Uh, that the or maybe it was either ESPN or it was the local. I can't, actually can't remember. Um, but that they were the least shifting team in baseball, which strikes me as nuts, given how good the defenders are. Right. And right <clears> now, how fucking a injured the starting rotation is. Yeah. And b. Uh, how mediocre the bullpen is. So I start, it, start, it makes me start to wonder, like, how many of these pitchers are having shitty luck, essentially? Well, you would think they would ask about that, right? I mean, <clears throat> left-handed batters right now have a 492 weighted on-base average against the Braves. That's fucking crazy. 492, that, if you had a 492 Woba, you're in the MVP conversation. Yeah, 
Uh, they're shifting only 14% of the time against left-handed hitters, and uh, most shifts on the infield are for left-handed hitters, right? Yeah. Because just for, for people that don't understand why that happens, it, it doesn't mean a guy is a dead pole hitter. It means when he hits the ball on the ground, it's almost always to the right side of the infield, like 80% or more of the time, and then they'll do the shift, right. usually is the rule. Um, they still hit fly balls. to the So you'll see uh, a defensive positioning where – the left fielder is in his normal position, but there's nobody on the left side of the infield. There's a reason for that. It's, it's statistics. Now, a 400, uh, yeah, that, it's, they're, they're almost, not, well, they're 92 points ahead of what would be considered in the conversation for MVP for that particular statistic. And there's only one thing other than pitching better to left-handers you can do to affect that, and that's putting people in the right positions to make those plays, right? Yeah. So why why is it not happening? Well, especially given like just the depletion of the of the pitching staff. But here here's the crazy thing too. I just looked this up. Um, I mean, but uh, um, the Braves' BABIP's not that bad. The batting average on balls in play is two ninety five. Yeah, which is average. Yeah, that's that's pretty mediocre. That means you what, take all the strikeouts out. Yeah, and, 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 and the home their, runs and the home runs, and that's their fucking uh, batting average. That's two ninety five is pretty good. That's like. You're holding people to probably like a 230 average, which is nice. Right. That, that's good. So it is what it is, man. They've given up the six most runs in baseball. Now they've had very, they've had pretty consistently good starting pitching. They've had, there have been some games where they just sucked all mm-hmm. outright, but the bullpen has been bad. Now I, I know how this works with the Braves, right? They, they've, I don't, I don't know if they've ever, other than those two years where they had Johnny Venters. Uh, going full steam and Craig uh, Kimbrell going yeah. full steam. Um, I think vendors threw like 75 oh, games. Freddie Gonzalez ran them into the yeah, fucking ground. Yeah. And Kimbrell luckily is back now, but Johnny Venters, he's dead. He's, 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 yeah, dead. he's John, dead somewhere. Johnny Venters career was essentially like watching a movie where like uh, a guy just rides a horse till it dies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's like, there, there's an emergency. Like he has to get the child to the mm. fucking hospital in Carson city. Yeah. And the horse just fucking gets ridden. Yeah. To death. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, that's what it is. So the Braves have given up the six most runs in baseball, but they're also top ten in defensive run save. That is, that should be impossible. I, I, right? I was, unless you have the worst pitching staff of all time, and their pitching staff is not that bad. No, they have even with all the injuries and stuff, they're still like middle of the league pitching wise because they have Morton, they have fucking Ian Anderson, they've got good starting pitching, and when it, when their other pitchers come back, it's going to be even better. I've said this for the ever since he took over the position. Brian Snicker, who has, by the way, never played competitive professional baseball before. He came from the Braves front office from way back in the day. Yeah. Like he's been in the Braves organization since the 70s, I think. He's been in there 40 years, yeah. yeah but hired, he, has, he was hired by Hank Aaron. Yeah, but he hasn't, like, he's managed some minor league teams and shit, but it's not like he came up as a hitting coach or a fucking infield coach or something like that. He worked a lot of front office stuff before. Yeah. And now he's on the field making decisions that don't make any fucking sense. You know what I mean? Well, like, it, he has no gut for the game. He doesn't, he doesn't feel the game. You can tell. You can tell. When... As bad as he was at managing a bullpen, Bobby Cox and Leo Mazzoni, right? Yeah. They fucking understood. Leo Mazzoni was a fucking minor league catcher for like 12 years. He right. understands baseball. And Bobby Cox was a fucking major league catcher for a while. Oh, for a minute. I think he backed up uh, Yogi Berra. Yeah. And uh, he was on those yeah, Yankees teams for mm-hmm. like a, a little bit. Not, yeah. not None of the time. World Series teams, I don't think. But no, at least I, I don't think a, he got a ring playing, yeah. but I could be wrong about but that. But he's, he's um, just... This Snicker guy, I knew when Game 5 rolled around, they're up 3-1 in a series against the Dodgers, right, who yeah. are fucking good. 
Like you, you got them three, one, you got them on the ropes. You don't fucking back off and let them recover. You start wailing on them. So he comes out in game five and says, well, we're going to do a bullpen game. No, you bring back your best pitcher. Who's having a great fucking season, by the way, Max Fried on short rest and let him tear these guys a new asshole. Don't give them any room to breathe. They give them a little room to breathe and they fucking flipped them over and butt fucked them to death. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's, it's, he, he's, uh, it, nobody's ever won by trying not to lose ever. Yeah. Right. And he's that it just shows you he has no feel for the game. We're seeing it this year, too. He has no idea what he's doing now. He doesn't have the weapons in the bullpen that he needs for sure. I'll give him that. But even if he did, we've seen historically that he doesn't know how to fucking operate with those people. Please, for the love of God, Chipper, fuck your kids, man. Nobody (laughs) cares about your kids or your family. Give up all that shit and manage this fucking team. I think Chipper Jones would be an amazing Major League Baseball manager. I really do. He is smart as fuck. He knows baseball really well. You know another another candidate if you want to go ex Braves who I think would be absolutely uh, excellent. Eddie Eddie uh, Perez would be great. I, I was going to say uh, Tom Glavin. Glavin would be good. I don't think he would do it though. He would. He, he wants to play golf all the time. Yeah. I just listening to him talk in the booth. He's extremely he's, plugged he, into yeah. what's going on. Well, he he loves baseball for sure. I yeah. just don't think he wants to love it that much. No, no, no. He's, but I, Eddie Perez, the guy that uh, Maddox used as a catcher primarily yeah. towards the end of his career, especially, or at least with the Braves, he would be a great man. There's a lot of fucking talent out there manager-wise that understand baseball and what players go through and what it, what it feels like to be behind the plate calling a pitch. I mean, it's so different. Maybe Snickers able to understand – the mindset of the players, but he never... He, well, they love him. Yeah, because they, he lets them do what they want, probably. I mean, yeah, to be honest. They, I mean, they, like, they, and they say, like, we go hard for Brian Snicker. Well, I don't like, understand we, why, though. If I'm a pitcher and there's this massive tool that everybody <laughs> else is using, right, and that we're not using, yeah. and it's costing us wins and runs and my salary. If I'm a fucking guy, right. if, I'm a, if I'm a starting pitcher on this team and left-handers are getting on base more against me because they're not shifting, then he's costing me fucking money. You know what I mean? Right. That should, somebody needs to wake these guys up. That's all I'm saying. I wanted to actually look this up real quick while you're saying that. Um, so, yeah, there, uh, I, but do you think, do you think those, those other stats are noise and this is going to get worse for the Braves? Like the fact that they are, like they're giving up a lot of runs, but they're, they're Babbitt's low and they, like they're not, balls aren't necessarily sneaking through the infield for whatever no, reason. No, I mean, it, they're, they're, their pitching staff is only going to get better as the year yeah. goes on. Oh, okay, so by the way, this is what I wanted to look up real quick. So uh, left-handed hitters against the Braves based on that WOBA, the whatever, the weighted yeah. on base percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, left-handed hitters against the Braves would be the fifth best hitter in baseball by Jesus weighted on base percentage right now. Uh, they'd be between uh, Yerman Mercedes and Vlad Guerrero Jr. By the way, he had a fucking... He had three bombs yesterday. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I, had, I, I think he's an MVP candidate. He got off to a little slow start this year. But I really think, uh, I think this year he could definitely win MVP. Like, I, I expect him to hit 40-plus home runs this year. He is, I think, the highest-rated player in the American League right now. So, yeah. He might be. Not? What do you mean? What, WRC plus? Yeah. What's, what's, yeah, what is his? Oh, uh... uh, well, there's Trout, sorry. Oh, yeah, it's true. Trout's actually having a pretty monster fucking year. It's Trout. He only has monster years. <laughs> yeah. Like, for real. His, his down years are other people's monsters. Oh, oh, so Trout is at 1.9 wins above replacement, and Vlad Guerrero's right behind him at 1.7, which is pretty impressive because uh, Guerrero doesn't really play a premium defensive position. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, speaking of random uh, fun fucking team stats, how much are you buying the Royals right now? 
Um, I mean, I, I don't because of the rotation, but um, it's fun to watch. I mean, they're definitely going to overperform, and I wouldn't be surprised if they I, – I wouldn't be surprised if they win that division, to be honest. It's a shitty Just, division. Yeah, because it's shitty, and they also play hard as fuck all the time. But, man, with that pitching, they're not going to – there, there's no way. No, no fucking way. Like I, you can win, you can win with hitters like that, but you can't win with pitchers like that. I don't think. Yeah. Because say what you want about Tampa Bay, like oh, a small market team, and they're like Tyler Glasnow, Blake Snell, yeah. the end, right? You can fucking win with that team. I don't give a shit. I don't know if you can win with Danny Duffy and Brad Keller. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I just don't. I mean, not, no offense to those guys, but those are they're three and four starters. They're not. They're not. And on. Championship teams. Duffy's not a one, no. No, they're not. None of them are ones. So it is what it is. Now maybe they become ones. Who the fuck knows? I think at this point we know who Danny Duffy is. <laughs> even though he's even though he's having a pretty fucking ridiculous year so far. Mm-hmm. I mean he's I've been I've been pick, picking him up and dropping him on the fantasy team when yeah. he has a spot start. But I think he's gotten good enough now that someone snapped him up for good until he has a couple bad starts in a row. Maybe I mean he's look his career numbers are not that great. It, it's not it's not like he's. Uh, it's not like he sucks, but he's been a mid four ERA guy for the bulk of his adult yeah, life now. He he had some nice years or pieces of years as a Early, reliever. Yeah. yeah, well, he was relieving. He, yeah. I think he was. I think he got moved to the bullpen for those Royals championship teams, right? Um, <laughs> where he was dominant because you know coming out of the pen with like four fucking pitches is not not fun for a guy in the sixth inning. No, um, but yeah, man, I, I'm not really buying them either, but I, I like them. They're fun. Yeah. Now I'll I'll tell you this: uh, the other two guys behind him, Brady Singer, especially, he's twenty five. Yeah. He had a decent season last year, like a four point oh six ERA in a weird shortened season. But his strikeout to walk ratio has doubled this year. His spin rate's way up, and he's lighting it up. So he maybe he turns into a number one. Maybe Brad Keller does, too. He's only 25, too, but he's got, like, a 9 ERA right now. Yeah. He doesn't look good. He's throwing fucking just grapefruits up there. Yeah. People are rocking that shit. They play in a shitty division. That's the biggest thing going for them. Yeah. They play in a shitty division. The Twins, just to go into the other standings, Twins look like shit. Yeah, they do. The fucking column is ruining my life right now. He is one <laughs> of the fucking... I, th- I really thought he was going to have... Especially in that division, there's so many close games in that division. I was like, this guy's going to rack up some saves. I don't even know if he's got one yet. Yeah. And his ERA is, like, 70. And he's not even on their fucking... I, I think he's been moved out of the closer role already, so I had to drop him now. He's got two saves, but he's got an 831 ERA, you fucking no, bitch. We can't fucking... Dude, Miguel Sano is the same way for me. I was like, this guy's just going to jack home runs. Like, he's just yeah. a big, dumb guy who just, like, swings at like swings the shit out of the bat. Yeah. But... Uh, and my, he, my other fucking uh, relief pitcher that I drafted was Jordan Hicks, who was supposed to be the fucking next big closer. Yeah. Zero saves. Uh, Thanks a lot, even, He's asshole. not closing, Adam. No, he's not anymore. Nope. <laughs> nope. He's out with a 540 ERA and a one-and-a-half whip. Look, you can have a one-and-a-half whip as a left-handed starter. Yeah. Because that's just how it is. Left-handers roll ground balls a lot, right? Yeah. You cannot have a 1.56 whip as a reliever. That I'm means, not even wild about a 1.2. No, not as a reliever. reliever. No, you got to be, I, I would say, 1.3 lower. Is, is decent for a reliever. Under yeah. one is, is great, obviously, but fuck, man. These dudes have been fucking me over hard. I, I know they don't know who I am or care <laughs> about fantasy baseball. One of the best moments of my life was uh, I was at a party with Todd Gurley at UGA one time. It was when he was in the NFL. Mm. He had come back for a weekend, and it was like a private like upstairs at a bar, and some guy, some like starstruck Georgia fan was like, hey, man, I'm just so happy for you. It was his rookie year. He was mm. crushing it. And he was... And, uh, 
Todd Gurley's like, oh, yeah, thanks, man, thanks. He's like, I drafted you on my fantasy team. I just wanted you to know that. And Todd Gurley just stopped the conversation, mm-hmm. turned around, and walked away. <clears throat> like, that just ended everything. For, like, that guy stopped being a human being to Todd Gurley the moment he said that. Well, everybody knows that about Todd because he fucking, like, took a knee on the 10-yard line and cost <laughs> a lot of people some fucking fantasy leagues a couple years ago. But he doesn't give a shit. Um, <clears throat> it is, he's still with the Falcons this year, right? I think so, yeah. And they take Kyle Pitts. And they have Todd Gurley, Kyle Pitts, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Matt Ryan. That's a pretty good little lineup. Oh, it says there. actually he's a free agent. Mm. Well, maybe they'll resign him. Speaking of resigning, Antonio Brown got resigned today to a three point two million guaranteed contract. I think possible six point four or something like that. That's a big thing for them. Uh, that they, they broke it down on first take this morning. Uh, I know this is a baseball show, but it's my show. Shut the fuck up. Um, they broke it down on first take this morning. He needed. 11 more receptions to get a $250,000 kicker yeah. in that last game. And fucking Tom Brady threw him the ball 16 times. <laughs> like Tom Brady wants that guy on his team. Yeah. So there's no question that he was going to resign. I never doubted that. Everybody was like, oh, maybe we could pick up. Like, no, come on, man. Tom Brady wants him. He gets him. This is how it works. Yeah. He's the fucking prom king. And uh, you're eating your boogers out on the playground right now. Let's be real about that. Now, look at the standings. What stands out so far? Uh, except for the Royals, definitely the biggest surprise for me so far is the Twins. They fucking suck. They look awful. I mean, they look bad. It's the old adage, seven and fifteen. The old adage: uh, you can't win a division in April, but you can lose one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, sp- speaking of not being able to win one in uh, in April, the Red Sox being in first place in the East is also a surprise. Yeah, but it's not as big a surprise as how bad the Twins are right now. I don't think. No, I think. I mean, the Red Sox, even when they suck, they have guys. Yeah, you know. It's just for whatever reason, like people are hurt or they just don't give a shit that year. Just something weird like that. Yeah. Uh, or it's usually, <laughs> honestly, injuries, to be honest. And so they're not as hurt anymore. Uh, they got Mart- the second best catcher in the league, Christian Vasquez, mm-hmm. offensive yeah. production. Uh, they still have uh, Devers and Bogarts. Bogarts and, J.D. Uh, Martinez J.D. Had a great Martinez is year. having a great fucking season. Alex Verdugo is a good young player. I mean, they've got a lot going on there. God, he's hit 325. That kid's going to be good. Yeah, I mean, they're legit. They never don't have some. Pitching staff sucks, though. I mean, it doesn't suck, but it's not, no. it's not competitive for how competitive that division is. I mean, is there a good pitching staff in that division? Really? Like, Steven Matz is maybe the best pitcher on the fucking uh, Blue Jays, and the Yankees really don't have anyone after Garrett Cole. Like, Well, Ryu was pretty good, too. Yeah. But, yeah, other than that, like Robbie Ray, he's... He's having a good season, but he's not. That that won't last. I don't think. Maybe it does. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes starting pitchers do figure it out in twenty eight to thirty range. Usually, a hitter doesn't. Mm. Well, a hitter that's been around for a while doesn't. A hitter that just came up from the minor leagues at twenty six, like uh, what's his name, Alonzo from the from the Mets. Oh, people, he was twenty six when he made his debut. Yeah, yeah. Like people were like, "Oh, this young kid." Like, well, he's twenty six. <laughs> like, yeah, he set the record for most home runs by a rookie, but he was he was a man twenty six years old yeah. at that point. Yeah. Uh, that's surprising to me. Uh, I, I think the Blue Jays have a lot of talent, though. I think in the East... At this point, I think the Blue Jays should be the favorite. Like, if you haven't, and they... Like, I would lay money on the Blue Jays to win that division yeah. right now. Especially when George Springer comes back. I mean, it's going to take him a couple of months to get inter- integrated into all this stuff and, and, you know, get a feel for playing with this team. But... Uh, uh, <clears throat> they have a very good young core. Bo Bichette is really good. He is uh, setting it on fucking yeah, fire right yeah, now. Yeah, he's not hitting his his rate stats aren't that great, but he's 
fucking a great situational hitter one, and he can just crush the ball. Um, Biggio is, to be honest, Kevin Biggio is he's got a really high upside, but right now he kind of just reminds me of uh, of a, a much more versatile Craig Council. Like he can play any position yeah. on the field, basically. Which is kind of I mean, his dad. People think of Craig Biggio as a second baseman, but his first like four seasons, he was a catcher, right? People forget about that shit. Yeah, he just kind of ended up there. Yeah, well, he ended up there because they were like, look, we're not going to have this guy that's clearly going to get 3,000 hits catching because he'll <laughs> yeah. never get there. Um, Marcus Simeon's good, obviously. Uh, that was a steal for them. I don't know why the fuck Oakland ever let that guy go. Wow. He's, so, just, he's so fucking consistent, and he's not making that much fucking money, man. I feel like Oakland would rather get burned by letting someone go too soon than keeping yeah. them too long. <clears throat> like, that would, that, even though Billy Bean's not there anymore, yeah. that's just like a knife in the fucking heart. Mm. Is like, oh, we kept a guy a year too long. Yeah. Yeah. And Vlad Guerrero Jr., he's on pace for an MVP season. He's yeah. hitting 367 home runs, 19 RBI already. I mean, he, he, he's lighting it up. His, his WRC plus, you said, is 17. That's MVP. Count. No, it's over two. Vlad Guerrero Jr. I thought you said he was one seven and Trout's one nine, or is it that was two war. seven? That was oh, it's his. Okay, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. So they're both worth about two wins so far, and what not a month into the season, not yeah. even. I guess the downside for Vlad Guerrero Jr. is that he doesn't play a position. So I don't know how many. I mean, he does play first base a lot, but he's been DHing a lot too. Yeah. So I wonder. How many DHs have won MVPs? Edgar Martinez, I think, maybe? I don't think so. Did he not ever get one? I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's... No player has ever won the MVP award in a season which DH was his primary position. Not once, ever. Nelson Cruz probably would have been the most likely to over the last couple of years, and he's yeah. having a fucking monster season again. He's 41 fucking years old, man. He's, what's cool, cool about Nelson Cruz is he's like doing it on the Tom Brady schedule, but he doesn't look anything like Tom Brady. No, he, he looks, looks like a 41-year-old. He does, but he's still crushing the ball. <laughs> right. And we're going to see him in, uh, next weekend, on, or actually next Friday, we're going to be at the Mariners fucking uh, 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 Rangers game he, uh, in, in Arlington. That's going to be fun. I haven't seen him, I haven't seen him hit... Since, uh, shit, when's the last time I saw him? I don't he remember. He does him. not play for those. Oh, teams. no, he left the Mariners. He's, on the, he's right. on the Twins. Yeah, he's on the Twins. I'm sorry. That was a brain fart on my part. I'll never see the Twins play because they suck. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's lighting it up, man. And that's, that's another weird thing. Like, Josh Donaldson, he's been hurt a little bit, but he's hitting 314. Uh, uh, Byron Buxton's finally putting it together it seems like after all these years he was another one of those guys like I think for two or three straight years he was the number one rated prospect in minor league baseball like his whole three years in minor league baseball then he comes up and he's he had one good season it was uh 2017 he had like a 5-1 war everything every other season he's been hurt 28 games played 87 games played last year was 39 but that is what it is but that's still he played 60 games yeah yeah, Yeah, he he played fucking two-thirds of the games yeah you know what I mean if he stays healthy, this guy his OB, his OPS right now is one two six or one two seven one two seven. I mean that's wild as fuck, and uh, he's also still stealing bases. He's really quick and he's playing a premium position at center field. Uh, finally putting it together, so they've got all that going on. Buxton and fucking uh, Cruz are tearing it up this year, and they still can't win games. Like I don't get it, man. It's, you I know, I tried it. to, Dan was talking to me before that he was like, dude, are the Pirates good? And I was like, no, they're fucking not. And he was like, I don't know. They got more wins than the Braves. Like, just leave, yeah. please stop trolling me. They're not fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. 
Look, well, they're uh, shit. The Twins are playing the Indians right now. Buxton let off the game with a home run. Donaldson hit a home run in the first inning, and then Polanco hit a home run in the first inning. Uh, All right, yeah. Maybe they're maybe they're getting the hang of. They've got plenty of talent over there and plenty of fucking time. Yeah, like pl- it's not certainly plenty of time. Yeah. Although now is the time. Like you, you're getting into to May now. You don't want to fucking keep losing because no. they're still they're only seven games out of first place. In one month, that's nothing. I mean, we've seen teams make that up. And, and well, shit, the Braves were down 13 games in that 93 season, right? Where they came back some, and won the last. It was some, I think it was double digits. I don't know if yeah, it was all the way to 13. I, no, it was 13. Was it? Yeah, I'm pretty then, sure, yeah. And they came back and tied the Giants on the last day of the regular season by beating the Dodgers, right? Yeah. Also, uh, blew the seven-game lead to the Cardinals in 2011. That's right. When, yep, uh, they lost every important game down that stretch. I mean, it was unbelievable watching that unfold. getting swept by the Cardinals in September. Yeah, well, that happens. <laughs> the is. Cardinals were fucking, they were really good. That was a, that was a kind of a team of destiny, yeah. unfortunately. Uh, next up is something that we actually talked about two or three weeks ago. You, this is your idea. Yeah, this, well, it, I thought it would be interesting to see this, but maybe, they, maybe these assholes watch the show. The Pioneer League is switching from extra innings to a home run derby. Um, and they say it's to stop the strain on their pitching staffs. Each hitter gets five pitches, and the most home runs wins. If it's tied after the first round, the next two players hit. So I don't know. It's like, uh, is Giorgio in here? No? He's wandering around? Uh, that's weird. Um, <clears throat> so in soccer, you don't just go down from one to, not, to ten, I guess. I guess the goalie can kick free kicks too. But if it's a, free, if it's a penalty shootout at the end of the game, you have a list. Like, I want my best guy first. Yeah. And then, or you have a list of five people or whatever it is. And the same thing with hockey. You have a list of yeah. in order. I assume it's going to be your best power yes. hitter yeah, first. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But is your best power hitter your best home run derby home run hitter? Right. Probably not, frankly. Because how, how many times is the guy you thought was going to win the home run derby the guy who won it? Ken Griffey Jr., that was obvious. Anytime I mean, he was like in Like Ryan Howard. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, pl- what's his name? Uh, Placido Polanco, was it? Oh, no, Bobby Abreu. Bobby Abreu, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bobby Abreu won that year. And I was like, what the fuck? He had right. 48 home runs yeah, in like three mis- rounds? Mr. 24 homers a year. Yeah, and he never had a home run after that either. Like, he, that was the worst thing that ever happened to him. And, man, I wonder, it's going to be interesting to see. I wonder, who would it be for the Braves? Acuna? Uh, you would think so. Right? But also. But it, maybe not. Like, if I had Evan Gaddis on my team still, yeah. it might be him. Well, I was going to say, if, if it's a home run derby. For the, and it's the Braves. You've got Freddie hitting left-handed, and you got the, the shorter portion left. That's true. And if you were in fucking, um, if you were in uh, in New York, you've got all those right-handed sluggers. But you go with a lefty because it's three hundred fifteen feet away. Right. I mean, that's that that would. It's interesting. That's, that's really interesting. I like that. I don't really care about extra innings. I fucking hate I mean, extra innings for. For a playoff game, they could never do this. No, no, no. Fuck you got to play the game. But for a regular season, this seems like a pretty good idea, to be honest. You're into it? I, I do. I, like, I want to see it happen a little bit and see how it goes. Yeah. In the mind. That's why they're doing this. Um, but, yeah, I think I would be into that. It would I mean, It'd be super entertaining. And people would stay for would, the if – it's, If it's a seven-inning game – I'm sorry. If it's a seven, seventh inning of a game and it's tied, yeah. people aren't going to leave. No, that's fucking true. People are going to stay and be like, shit, this might go to a fucking shootout. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's exciting. Yeah. That's, a way, that's what Bauer's talking about. Make the game more exciting. That would, that's not a thing just to speed it up. That also right. adds an element of excitement yeah. to it. I'm fine with that. And people don't get mad uh, about the NHL switch, you know, because the NHL does shootouts during the regular season. Yeah. But it's just regular overtime in the playoffs. 
which is more exciting in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't fucking care. Whatever. Try it out. In the, I think it's in, fun. Try it out in the weird <laughs> minor leagues. Yeah. See what fucking happens. Uh, and um, speaking of trying things out, I guess like Rob Manfred didn't know that sports gambling was a thing. No, probably not. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking nerd, man. Yeah. It's not like Rob Manfred was a fucking baseball player or something like that. No, <laughs> he's some nerd that the owners are like, hey, we can control this guy. Yeah. Especially so the NBA, NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, told Rob Manfred to stop freaking out about baseball's pace of play. Stop talking about it even. Mm-hmm. Mostly because Silver explained to him, and then Manfred explained this to like some radio show. He was like, "Yeah, Adam Silver like told me, and okay, I guess I wasn't really thinking about it. Like, baseball has the perfect pace of play for live sports betting." Uh, yeah, it does. What? I, like what? if I'm if I'm betting on a game, like when I was at that uh, Diamondbacks game three weeks ago or whatever in Arizona, I I placed two bets before the game started and eight additional bets after the game started. Right, because like, oh, they're up one nothing now. That significantly, so you're either doubling down or you're fucking hedging. You know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah, he's absolutely right about that. But what's insane is that a, a the major, commissioner of a major fucking sports organization doesn't understand the fucking live betting or the betting in general. Sports betting <laughs> right. is the only thing. It used to be television, right? Yeah. Now it's live betting that's key. Well, it was television for a long time, and then fantasy sports kept the NFL especially alive yeah. for a long time. Now it's going to be gambling, right? Yeah. That's where the rev- new revenue is going to come from. So instead of contracting, they're actually going to make more money with the same exact product, right? Yeah. That's good, by the way. I don't yeah. know if you understand how math works, but uh, yeah, I, he, he's, he's uh, an idiot. Yeah, I read that and I was like, this can't be. You can't be bragging <clears throat> about this meeting. I think Manfred's the worst commissioner in all of professional sports. I mean, it's hard to compete with Goodell, yeah. To be honest, but I think Manfred's the worst. Hey, man, isn't Gary Bettman still the NHL guy? Like, he, he, <laughs> yeah, almost, he almost literally, we talk about baseball dying or whatever. The a NHL times, almost yeah. fucking died. Yeah, a couple times. Uh, yeah, but fuck, dude. Like, I read that, and it was, like, really like Manfred was bragging. He was like, actually, Adam Silver gave me some great advice. It's like, you keep that quiet. Mm. You don't let anyone know that you didn't know what sports gambling was. Like, I, fuck, I, I can't even, like, think of a good comparison like a good just like no that's like definitely part of your job yeah to know that to know all kinds of revenue streams and if i'm an owner in major league baseball i'm like you fucking kidding me (laughs) like you didn't know that this new revenue stream was a big deal for us you asshole (laughs) like what the fuck are you doing man so fucking bad yeah he's dumb he's the he's the worst i i still think he's the worst. it's because i love baseball the most and i see him fucking it up yeah and it's not he's not fucking like sometimes you somebody seems like they're fucking it up but it's because the product is failing it's not that the product is out there. He's not marketing it properly. Yeah. And he's, I mean, obviously, not even the fucking easy revenue here. He's like, oh, okay. All right, last up. One last little thing. I noticed this. I want, it's going to piss you off when you see it. Dudes aren't running through the bag. Yeah, you get hurt that way so, so frequently. Like, if you overextend on your last step. Yeah. That's how you hyperextend your fucking knee or jam your knee or fucking pop your fucking MCL. Not to mention... You, you get to the base faster if you don't extend. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, John Brigus did this for ESPN Sports Science in like 2005, I think, yeah. way back in the day. Like, one of the things he did was have sprinters run through directly and then try to leap at the end. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why, if you watch people who run for a living, they don't fucking overextend their legs in the last step. They put their chest out, Yeah, right? Because they want their whole body to be moving. When you 
uh, lean forward like that, you lose your momentum and you actually slow down. I think Brink has said it was like by 0.3 seconds, which doesn't seem like a lot, but most plays at first base are by half a step. Yeah. Which is yeah, like that. Dude, I swear to God, watch this, you guys, when, when, we're doing, when you're watching your next baseball game and somebody's trying to beat the ball to first, I saw it in multiple games. And I was like, look, man, I'm not a, base, I'm not a fucking athlete, but I was like, I was taught this in like first grade. Yeah, that's day one stuff. That is, that's like keep your eye on the ball. Yeah, it's you know what I mean? fucking crazy. I saw it in the Dodgers-Padres. I saw the in the Braves. So many fucking players. And they even beat it a couple times, too. And I was like, oh, they just learned a bad lesson. Yeah. Like, run through the fucking bag. It's fucking crazy. I, was, it, I just wanted to mention that because it made me lose my mind. It is very irritating. Yeah. But uh, that's it. That's all we got for today uh, on the baseball show. We'll be uh, coming back to you next week. Yeah. Um, I guess if you're in the Arlington area and going to a game next weekend. Yeah, if you're going to be at the baseball game... Uh we're going to try to do something, some live event Friday in Dallas, Arlington, Fort Worth area, somewhere else. we haven't planned it yet. If you know of a bar or something, we can do something like that. I re- reach out and let us know. But otherwise, yeah, just keep, keep track of where we are and maybe you can come meet up with us. We're going to the, the Mariners Rangers game on, uh, on Friday. Nice. So wish I that. could go. I'll be rubbing oil on my wife. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, it's not great. Uh, anyway, for Dan Holloway, I am Rob Fox. Thanks for watching the baseball show. We catch you next week. Uh, subscribe to uh, Drinking Bros Sports audio and on YouTube and uh, share it with your friends. And we'll do another live watch soon, too, because I like doing that. Yeah, we're going to do a live watch tomorrow night. For the NFL Draft on this Definitely. channel.